everybody. Hello. Hello, everyone. It's time for another exciting episode. I mean, really exciting. Yeah, it's March 13th, 2020, just like last show. Yeah. And this is the two half squads, and we are the two half squads. I'm Jeff. But, and I'm Dave, but there's not just two of us. No, today we have a special guest, really special. Tell us all about your specialness. It's Mike Rizzi. My specialness. Wow. Yeah. I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm speechless. For those of you who have never met Mike Rizzi, he is special. And today we're nice to know. we're celebrating his specialness. You haven't been well, homeschooling, be you know, if you, so uh, none of us are, are young enough to need to be doing homeschooling. I've been hearing some really crazy stories about people who are running out of patience with their children. They want to return them. But you Teachers can't... are being appreciated, aren't they, more? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. But I'm glad that my kids are grown. How did you spend a uh, secluded uh, Easter, Mike? Did you go to uh, had, did you go to church online? Uh, no, we uh, visited our granddaughter. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> Which was nice. And did she does she live upstairs? Uh, occasionally. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad that's going along. Yes. <clears throat> Yeah, apparently even the Easter Bunny was told to stay home and uh, mm -hmm. sequester itself. What's the word they're using? For what in place? Uh, Shelter in place. Shelter in place. Or self-isolate. Yeah. <clears throat> so, but we're getting along okay. We have a good show for you today. We're going to read some letters. Dave, letters. We have letters. Letter, do you have letters music for us? Um, I do. Do or will it sound okay? Do you think? I yeah, let's try it. Let me try this here. Time for letters. I will say I recall that I think one of the first letters you ever read was from me. Way back really? when. Episode one or two. That wow, was before. We, really? Yes. And before you were even at Pazzle Club and stuff. Well, no, I was at Pazzle, and you guys were talking about doing a podcast. And then I wrote you the next oh. day just to thank you for having me over to Pazzle the first time. And I said, and I hope you have success with getting a podcast started. And since you didn't have any people who had written you about the podcast yet, you were starting a, you know, reading letters section. And so you read mine. How about that? It all started there. Wow. And the rest, and the rest is crazy. Crazy. History. I love hearing those stories of that stuff. <clears throat> well, I have a couple letters here at the bottom, Jeff, of the stack there. Um, oh, shoot. I actually didn't have it scrolled all the way down, so my prep work is... A little pointless, so let's just pop in. Uh, simple voice message, new... Ooh, did we get a voice message? I would like to say, donation to Half Squads is brought to you from very wonderful, kind donations from Michael Sprague. Michael, thank you very much. You got that pack in our hands from last show. 
Thanks, Michael. Uh, and a marvelous donation. Thank you for keeping us up and running. Yeah, we have applied for a, a, a grant from the government because of the hardship uh, that the coronavirus has put on us. And we're hoping to get $5 million is what I asked for, Dave. Excellent. We'll should get it. I'm sure that we really – we need to start the advanced squad leader pack, right? I mean, we need to have lobbyists. Our voices need to be heard. and <laughs> This may be where we start. This could be it. Oh, a political pack, PAC. Yes. I was, I was thinking the scenario pack we're supposed to make. Ah, yes. Which well, we still have yes. buried in these emails. I have some donations of some scenarios. Jeff, remember I was going to get to that when I, I retired. Yeah. Is is about here now, I do believe. Jeff, do you have a letter at the very bottom from Oliver Polon? Polon? Well, let me check here. We actually have another donation I see here. Thank you, Robert Brown. Thank you very much keeping the show alive. From Oliver. Oh, there it is, Oliver. Here we go. Yes, this is from Oliver Poulin. Hey, that works. Or you can call me crazy ASL or playing Stalingrad solo. He's playing solo. Wow. Oh, Uh, wow. Thanks for providing so many years of content. The many rules discussions and quizzes have been helpful at times. And your mantra of playing quickly versus deliberately at every point helped me make the switch as well. As a bonus, playing faster lets me get more ASL games in. Maybe I'll reach a thousand myself someday. Cheers. Thanks, Oliver, for letting us know where you're at. Uh, let us know when you get to a thousand. Indeed. Now, Mike, you're a massive gamer. Do you, have you tracked how many times you've played any of the games that you've done? Oh, uh, yes, I have my log going back to the early 90s. It's lengthy. <laughs> <laughs> it would be fun for me to look through that. Is it on a computer, or did you handwrite it? No, well, it used to be handwritten, but those all got thrown away when I switched over to an Excel sheet. So I don't have the ancient artifact of written paper. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part I like. Um, yes. How many ASL games do you think you're at? Do you? Oh, boy. 500, 600? I don't know. Oh, you're well, right behind. Yeah, I'm at 1,202 plus, plus quite a bit. Yeah. Um, well, also well, you have the, yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead, Mike. Oh, well, you have the advantage of playing ASL exclusively for a long time. I mean, mostly. Correct. You know, you know my... Uh, inability to focus on one game for more than a day so you've seen the library you know where i'm coming from oh yeah indeed oh do you know they started on twitter a shelfie mmp had retweeted uh you know there's a shelfie thing jeff it's kids at schools have to take a picture of their shelfie it's it's 10 books with them in the picture and then they have to present why these books they enjoyed and stuff at school so then i saw mmp had retweeted uh, the shelfie um, for gamers. So, of course, our shelves all are full of games, right? So, yeah. I don't know, Mike, you may need to post that on Twitter. But then I couldn't charge admission to the museum. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That is a wonderful room. <clears throat> we also have some Patreon sponsors, Carl and uh, Joe Bofet. 
Thank you, Carl Roberts and Joe Bofet, for your kind. If you were here, I'd give you a big kiss, but that's no longer allowed, so we're just going to have to give you the bell. Your loss. I had a note here for Historic Con in Kansas, June 26, 28, 2020. I wonder if that's going to be a go. What do you guys think? It's historic. Oh, they're doing the historic uh, KC, Kansas City Fest, pronounced Historic Fest, with the help of fine gentlemen from the Kansas City ASL Club who run the Kansas City's March Madness. They're going to bring ASL to the historic KC Fest. Um, ASL starter kit training mission Friday morning, ASL starter kit tournament beginning after the training mission, ASL weekend tournament kicks off Friday, runs through the weekend, summer sizzler historical ASL Saturday and Sunday. And we have, uh, June 26 to 28, 2020 Overland Park, Kansas. We will have to post the link to that on our posting of this show and only hope that it's still going. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it being canceled yet because uh, we were planning on going. Rich Vilke, me, uh, David Martin. Ah. So, uh, but I haven't heard anything. So. Let's see. I'm just looking it up right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, June 26th. As of this moment, the website is still up. So, and there's no mention at this point of cancellation. So we'll keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, Matt Peterson sent us that. And uh, I have a blogger contact form here. Rob Brown saying, I just want to let you know, I'll be taking both of you to Hawaii with me when I leave today. Been a little while behind in my listening, so I've loaded eight podcasts on my phone. No better way to relax than a plane listening to some Jeff and Dave Banner with the podcast option being more affordable than actually having you guys physically here. So... Thanks for the excellent show. He sent that on February 9th. So he got his trip in. I hope they're safely before all the chaos erupted. Maybe he got locked down in uh, Hawaii. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Wow. It would have been nice if he took us both with him physically. But yeah. I guess the next best thing is the show. You know, though, being gone for, if we were still locked down there, I don't know, after three months, I, I'd start to miss my wife. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding, Robin. Uh, I've got an email here from Doug Peterson, uh, Doug Pearson, who writes and says, I watched the new movie Midway that you guys talked about. I did not okay. like it. The Charlton Heston movie was better. But why, what I hated about this one was that they dedicated the movie to the Americans and Japanese soldiers. If the Japanese soldiers had not killed our soldiers, we would not have had to dedicate it to the American soldiers. Dave, what do you think? I, you know, at first I read that I thought, oh, you you can't be that mean, but you know, I think he's right in a very strong way. It's unfortunate that the soldiers got caught up in that madness that Imperial Japan was engaging in. But Imperial Japan engaged in it. And when I teach it, it's taught truthfully. The kids are aware of the atrocities and the degree of horror that was brought upon the world. So does that sound too 
don't know, we don't even use a political term at all for this. Just does that just sound like an opinion that's acceptable or, or okay or you know what I mean? Certainly, as thought provoking discussion. They actually, what they put in the movie, the actual wording was: "This film is dedicated to the Americans and Japanese who fought at Midway." Okay. Well, so, when you go, because I was recently in Pearl Harbor when my daughter got married there a few years ago in Hawaii. Uh, you know, Pearl Harbor itself, as a national park, is very much dedicated to the experience on both sides, and that's the you know the official stance of the national park. Uh, as much of the museum is set up toward uh, catering to a Japanese population as it is to the Americans, and it speaks highly of both, uh, you know, both sides' sacrifices in terms of the individual soldier and pilot and sailor. Uh, so it's very respectful to both sides. Yeah, and again, they aren't caught up in something, and <clears throat> they were brainwashed quite a bit, too. And so, at some extent, I don't know how much that take into account also. Um, yep, but anyway, that's a, the movie now. I, I have to go back and see the Charlton Heston one. Yeah, I haven't seen that for a long, long, long time. That would be a good one to rewatch. But I enjoyed the movie. I think We talked about it a little bit, and I thought it was uh, pretty well done. You know, as far as historical accuracy and uh, covering, it covered quite a bit of ground, and I thought it did it pretty well. Mike, what did you think of the movie? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I liked how it really centered on the American heroes who were the squadron leaders and individual pilots and on the carriers. That's uh, it did that somewhat in the the Heston movie, um, but not with the individuality that you got in this. Uh, you know, because that one was more of the standard 60s, 70s era historical epic where it kind of just hit on vignette moments. Uh, but it didn't give you a continuous narrative of individuals. And, of course, with the typical, you know, 60s and 70s era with the drama of uh, Charlton Heston's son getting married and that sort of, you know, the drama that they used to have to add to the storyline that distracted from the, you know, the important moments that you're there to see the movie for not these personal made up you know dramatic bits so yeah I I thought it was nice I I really like this one yeah and uh, Doug doesn't really say he says he didn't like it he doesn't really say why he didn't like it Uh, he puts it in a separate sentence that he didn't like the dedication at the end and I can certainly see why he would have this opinion but Doug maybe you could uh, let us know why you didn't like the movie just in general, uh, was it? Uh, I know some people complained about the CGI, and I guess there were some other complaints about it. But you know, if you think about it, drop us another line, and uh, thanks for writing. Hey Jeff and Dave, this is Mike Spray from Beverly Mass calling. Just enough, just to let you guys know, I listened to all your shows over the past so oh, twelve years or so, I guess, and I really enjoyed them all. So please keep that up. Um, Calling to let you know that I'm doing my uh, annual bribe, <coughs> excuse me, donation, uh, so that you guys won't please mention that the Nor'easter 24 tournament is coming up in March this year. Uh, I'm the Minister of Propaganda for that organization, so I just want to come here and do my job. <laughs> Nor'easter uh, 24 is happening uh, March 26th to 29th. At and sadly, Mike, I just wanted to play the intro to that. Could you hear that okay? No. 
But anyway, yeah, Mike Mike is a minister of propaganda for the Nor'easter, and it was canceled, right, guys? So um, that hopefully next year. I don't know if they're planning to reschedule any of these tournaments either, right, that we have been losing. So be interesting to see how that goes. Uh, Guillermo Regalo, thank you very much for being a Patreon, Patreon sponsor. That's the monthly one. Thank you so much, sir. See, we got one there from Alan Hume on SpeakPipe. This may be a little late, guys, but if you've got the time, why don't you come over to Blackpool, the Headlands Hotel in Blackpool, for Heroes 2020, Wednesday the 4th of March to Sunday the 8th of March 2020. Now, is that tournament canceled? No, that one went off okay, I believe, the Heroes 2020. So that's another tournament we'll have to get to overseas someday. Mike, are you going to go overseas with Jeff and I someday? Yeah, well, I certainly hope so. And Helen's always uh, contributing. Folks, we need all your help letting us know about all the upcoming events. So it's something that we just don't keep up on like we should. Jack Dempsey has gave a little comment. Happy Valentine's Day. I enjoyed the episode discussion of Defensive Fire. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Jack. Hey, we got an... Uh... I notice on Facebook, and I, I apologize to uh, anybody that tries to contact us on Facebook. I just uh, abhor Facebook, and I stay off as much as I possibly can. So I, I miss a lot of stuff that goes on there. Apologize for that. But I did see this. I logged on one day and saw this from uh, Angel Gonzalez Romero, who says, Next April 25th and 26th, meaning this coming, I'm sure, we will celebrate our yearly ASL in Madrid, Spain. It will be the seventh edition, focused in France campaign 1940. It seems we will have a record number of participants. Anyway, if you are interested in playing ASL, knowing new players, and visiting Madrid, please write to this email address, which he listed there. You will be welcome. And uh, I can only imagine that that has been canceled as well That's all with all that's going on. So, unfortunately, but... Still nice to announce that they had something good going on there, and hopefully it'll pop up uh, either later this year or next year. Carl Herzog sent us a little note saying, Now you've done a segment covering most of the rules. I'd like to hear some broad brush strategy and tactic discussions on the show. Not specific scenario AARs, but things like general principles of offensive, defensive, defense in the game, how to analyze a map board and doing setup, how to think through different approaches to victory conditions. As someone who doesn't get to play much, I'm always fine making. I am making mistakes in analyzing a situation and putting the wrong pieces in the wrong places. I've defended too far back and lost the advantage, and then I defended too far forward, overrun in the first turn. In games where I have to hold X of Y positions, I often make the mistake of trying to cover all Y of them, spreading too thin. Uh, similarly, on offense, I found myself spread too thin, trying to swarm the whole board. I know these kinds of things just come with experience, but unfortunately, I spend way more time listening to you on my highway commute than I get to spend actually playing the game. So until I retire or get a different job, I need your advice. That's a very good idea. And I know we have covered, uh, in defense of ourselves, we have covered those topics somewhere in the shows, but yeah, not probably not enough. So I think one of our approaches is going to be to get it back into the magazine articles. Like when an annual comes out, I think Jeff Wright and Mike, we do a good job of summarizing the article, which is full of advice. Right. Sound right? 
How yeah, else could we? We could probably do. Uh, we could probably do more with that. But it is it is a tough subject because there are. You can make arguments for both sides. For instance, Dave, the scenario we're playing right now. If we were going to start that again, would you have defended farther forward, or would you have kept your units back? Yeah, it's too early to say, but I'm getting the impression. Yeah, because the problem with too far forward, you're going to get surrounded. Yeah. You know? um, but I, I would like. Yeah, but the, right, those kinds of questions. I would make this recommendation though: roll low and rally well. <laughs> yes, indeed. But not when you're playing us. But that is the difficulty with ASL, right? I mean, it's a whole yeah. job just learning the rules, and then once you learn the rules, then you start to learn how to play ASL. Yeah. And it, you know, there's just so much there. It takes a while to even get to that point. Okay, now I see where I'm supposed to go with this. You know, that's hard to translate into lessons. It's just. It is, yeah. You know, you yeah. know, and a lot of times after I'll play a scenario, somebody will, somebody like Rich, very good player, will say, uh, "Maybe you shouldn't have put this there." And Rich is very wise, and he knows. And and I'll I'll say, "Well, here's why I did," and I'll give him my lame brain explanation about why I put it there. And a lot of times they'll say, oh, yeah, well, that kind of makes sense. It just didn't work out. And that yeah. is the way sometimes that stuff works. So we will get to those things. And I, I, I know I did a, a setup analysis of a board a couple of times, and I thought it would be a good idea to have us each prepare a defense and then just bring those defenses on the air and talk about them. So That's I like a the great, yeah, I like that idea. And Mike, maybe I can recruit you to do that with me. Yeah, that'd be good. That sounds great. Fun. Yeah. Get, get you on the show more often. Um, indeed. That could, that could be a regular segment, you know, Dave. I think that would kind of be uh, nice to do. Yeah, and write a new theme song. Yeah. Get a name for it. So, yeah, um, yeah for sure. That would be great. And John Kusick wrote us and said, hey, I'm a new player working my way through starter kits. See, there are new players, guys. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And of course, he found the podcast. He loves them. Funny how I now can even answer some of your quiz questions. I keep up to date on the latest shows and have been filling my free time. Thanks for the good work. It was John. He almost won the Brentrance. Almost won. It was JJFC. And I have one from Michael Robrek. Good morning, Jeff and Dave. And Dave and Jeff both seem appropriate. Uh, I would like to officially enter the British counter set from Broken Ground Design. I truly enjoy your podcast. It's been my daily drive listening for the past six months or so. And as a result, I have listened to all 240 episodes, and I can honestly say they have brought hours of listening pleasure. Hours. Out of 240 hours, it's brought hours of listening pleasure. Probably two or three hours of listening pleasure, and the rest is excruciating. That's my own... Uh, I can't help yeah. but but insert my own opinion as I read these because I've learned to do that from watching the news. <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, I've only been playing ASL for the past couple of years, and I agree. It's the, it's the greatest game in the world. Look at that. There are many things I enjoy about your show. The banter, which I never get rid of that. Terrain yeah. time, rules. And I especially like the interviews. It's been great to hear so many important figures come onto your show. Someday I hope MMP becomes an official sponsor of the greatest podcast in the world. Keep up the great work and roll wow. low, except if we ever get a chance to play each other. Wow. 
I like that letter a lot. Michael Rayback. He says the H is silent. Yeah, that's a really nice uh, letter. Right. Thank you very much, Mike. And that'll wrap up our letter segment on that beautiful note. You know, he mentions the interviews, and we have done some a lot of really great interviews. In fact, somebody I saw took our interview with John Hill and converted it to text. They transcribed oh. it to text. Really? Yes. And every once in a oh, while, nice. I'll see somebody bringing up, I wonder what John Hill thought about this. And they'll say, oh, look, uh, look it up. Here's the transcript of the interview the two half squads did. Huh. You'll have to get that to me, Jeff. I will. I'll do that. So, but now, speaking of interviews, we have a great interview. We promised we'd get to take a look at the ASL scene in Germany. Yeah. And is, have succeeded in doing so. This is Wunderbar. You're going to like this one. And it is Chris Cook. Cook. Jump into the interview, huh? Right. All right. Here it is. Hello, Chris. Hello. Hello. Two half squads here. Happy to meet you. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's fun to talk to you. Yeah, it's really it's nice. It's really, it, it, it is fun. I don't know why I'm finding this so exciting, probably just because you're so far away. Yep. So nice. we're calling you in Germany, I assume. Is that right? Yep, that's right. I'm living in Erlangen. That's in northern Bavaria. Well, staying at home at the moment, like everybody Yes. Okay. Yeah, you guys are on lockdown too, or? Hmm? That must be very difficult. Uh, uh, is Are you finding it difficult or easy to get along and with the lockdown and everything with the coronavirus? At the moment, it's not a problem. Yeah. There's enough food. Yeah, no, no, no reason to get panicky about it. Yeah. yeah Supermarket is well stocked, so no problem at all. Good. Glad to hear it. And so, uh, how how did we, uh, how, Dave? How did we find out about Chris? Chris, you're you're a bit of a oh. uh, a celebrity, I think I would say, amidst the <laughs> ASL. Well, Chris was referred to us, and but for, you know, first I'd like to ask, how do I pronounce your last name? Pardon? How do I pronounce your last name? Koch. Yeah, okay. Because here in the United States, I, I have three friends, well, two friends. One pronounces it Cook, one pronounces it Koch, and then there are the Koch brothers who have the same name. So I've always kind of wondered in German how that would actually sound. So no. oh. for sharing that. <laughs> well, since the yeah. translation would be Cook, <laughs> it's what my father always was called on international conferences. <laughs> because oh. they couldn't pronounce it so <laughs> okay and then you were referred to us because your english is good <laughs> and you know all about this asl scene in germany and can tell us about some tournaments and stuff about your, even yourself so mm -hmm. let's start can we start with your background how you got into advanced squad leader well i was introduced it by my friend toby who is also uh an organizer of our tournament. Mm, we played together for years in our role-playing group together. And when he asked me, well, he knows I like board games also, um, if I'd like to try uh, something else. <laughs> and so he, we made a game of starter kit at the beginning. And later we switched to regular full ISL. 
that's wow. a short version. <laughs> so your background in gaming is uh, is uh, like role playing games. Yeah, uh, well, board gaming also, but mm. role playing was something which I picked up in university, and since then I always had. Most of the time, I had a group in which I could do some role playing. And so, was um, that specifically was that Dungeons and Dragons, or did you venture into other areas? Yeah, not not exactly Dungeons and Dragons. We mostly play Ars Magica, but. <laughs> but what is that called? Ars Magica. Ah, okay. Um, yeah, it's not one of the famous ones, but. Uh, it makes it easier on the game master because it's set in the middle ages of our earth. So you don't have to look at new maps and to invent lots of new places and so on. Oh yeah, that is nice. You simply can look into a history book and take something from that. Oh, neat. Yeah, yeah. and then, uh, so from there you got into board games and board games have certainly enjoyed a huge renaissance, yeah. I guess we could say. And boy, I, I can imagine, uh, there are a lot of families playing board games as they're all under lockdown right now. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, we have got some board games at home, and that <laughs> gets also used. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll bet. And so, so then you got into ASL, and when was that? About how long ago was that? Um, let's see. I think that must have been about 2015. Oh, okay. So I okay. think about five years ago. Five or six, I'm not sure about that one. And the first tournament I went to was Grenadier in two, 2017. Um, yes. Yeah. Um, then, yeah, well, I think I've played two or three years before. That's amazing. That's really good. And you are enjoying the game, I guess. Yes, of course. We are playing every fortnight. <laughs> yeah, that's It's great. alternating with our role-playing session, uh, session, you know? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's Is quite there, easy. Who, who else do you play with there? Then? Well, face-to-face -face only with Toby because there's nobody else near. Um, well, I've now played in the, on the Vasa League for three oh. years, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and otherwise, well, tournaments, if I can get to them, that's always the problem <laughs> to go somewhere because they are so far away. That's one of the reasons um, we organized, organized our own tournament. Yeah, and because when is the that? only okay. other tournament I know of in Germany is the Grenadier. And it takes me about seven or eight hours by car to get there. Ah. And that means oh. that's uh, uh, quite yeah. a long way to go. Yes. And how many times have you been to Grenadier? Uh, to Grenadier twice in 2017 and 2019. And once I went to, in 2018, I dropped Grenadier, but went instead to Blackpool tournament in England. Oh, yeah, I think that's the, yeah, that's, we have a Scottish uh, friend who, who, who talks about that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then where is the Grenadier held in Germany? Same place or? World yeah, state? it's it's on the in the west of Germany. Um, oh, wow, that's a small small village in the middle of nowhere. Now it's not in the middle of nowhere, but northern as far as so quite a way to go and far away from tent station. So hmm, 
Yeah. It's a very nice tournament, uh, by the way, but um, the problem is really the time I need to get there and to go again home. Right. Sure. That's understandable. But you do play by Vassal, did you say? Is that right? Yes. Yeah, that's Dave and I have never, because we live close and there's lots of face-to-face -face players, we have never yeah. we sort of tried a little bit. But now with our being um, quarantined in our respective homes, we're thinking the Vassal is going to come out sometime within the next uh, couple of weeks, probably, and we'll learn to do it. Yeah, yeah, we switched already with Toby because we shouldn't meet as well. And so our campaign is on hold, <laughs> all right. our face-to-face -face campaign. And instead, uh, we are playing smaller scenarios by Vessel. Now, uh, when you when he introduced you to ASL, you knew it was a World War II game. Was that a topic that interested you? Well, I've not before not done much research about the Second World War. Well, one of my grandfathers was was killed after the end of the war. Mm. Well, yeah. he was an officer, and the Russians uh, <laughs> no quarter in effect for SS troops then. Yeah. Yes, right, right. Just it was pretty tragic all the way around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you said you play a campaign then? Well, at the moment we are. Um, Toby has just bought red barricade uh, the red factories. So we oh, are okay. going for the red barricades at the moment. The Operation Hubertus. Okay, one of the so it's like one of the campaign games, the really big yeah. ones, or okay. <laughs> well, we are still in the first scenario and in the third round or something like that. <laughs> so third town, <laughs> but up to now it's still it's great. And then so the, so since the. History wasn't the draw for you. You enjoy the game mechanics of Advanced Squad Leader then? Yes, what? yes, I very much enjoy it because there are lots of, um, well, you can do some tactical thinking, but if luck is against you, you have no chance at all. Yeah. <laughs> that is true, I, yeah. so true. I, I think that I, makes I once, it fun. I yeah. once played a scenario against Toby where he attacked with Russian cavalry against my units, and I didn't hit them. I could shoot whether I want, but I didn't hit them, <laughs> even with the cavalry galloping at even, me. But mm, missed, yeah, there's, missed, there's missed. He not even had to roll for some moral checks or something like that. <laughs> I think there's a neg two or something shooting at cavalry at least. <laughs> and how are yeah. you learning? How are you learning the game? I, I mean, I, obviously Toby is. Uh, is tutoring you in the game, but do you also own the game and own the rules? Well, um, I think at the moment from, from skill level, we are probably about evenly matched. Hmm. So perhaps he is a little bit better than me, but um, not much, I think. <laughs> yeah. We have played up to now four campaigns, um, twice Operation wow. Veritable and twice Gabuto and Tanambogo. Oh, and yeah, each, yeah. Time, each time the defender won. We always switch sides when we have played a game, so so um, yeah, everybody can try to attack and to defend. And uh, do you own the squad leader rules? Squad leader, I don't have. No. You don't have. Uh, since advanced. I started with ASL, I have no squad leader material, whatever. I'm happy to have the have... the core, some of the core games of ASL because even those are somewhat 
difficult to get. Yeah, I guess my question was more like, uh, do you do you own the rule book and do you? Yes, read of the course. Rules? Okay. Yes. So, and, so <laughs> I know, can and, tell you. You know, you opened up went... by saying your your English is. You kind of implied that your English wasn't that great, but which it is. It's very good, by the way. But I would think that reading the rules for squad leader must be very challenging when English isn't your first language. Do you not find that to be um, the case? No, actually, that's not too difficult because oh. there, are, there are, well, there are a lot of abbreviations you have to learn, yeah. but this is um, an own language in itself, BSL, oh, okay. shortage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and the yeah, others, is. Uh, there is not so many different vocabulary. So, no, it's not too difficult to read. Because oh, okay. it's kind of dry, I suppose. Well, and there's no book in German, is there? Yeah. What? A rule book in German? No, no translation. So, And it would be difficult because translations are always uh, prone to errors. Right. Yeah, I think it would be very difficult. Yeah. yeah we have uh, some of the rule books for the, for the role-playing games. I uh, have uh, some of my groups who have the German version, and that's always difficult because some things are not translated exactly, and that makes it. And and those rules are normally not as as exact as ASL rules are. Do you pick? Uh, who picks what you play? Does Toby pick, or do you kind of get together and mm, kind of? We decide? we are picking together normally. Mm-hmm. Um, this also depends which material we have available. Actually, the campaign games were simply because Toby bought Operation Veritable, and then we played that, and then I bought Rising Sun, and so we both played Gavutu in Ternambogo. <laughs> and he has played now the Red Factories, and well, well we are, after some time in the Pacific, <laughs> we wanted to get back to the European theater. Yeah, and Gavutu Tanambogo, I had played, if I remember correctly, I think there were two or three scenarios to play on the islands. Those are the, the, Jeff, these are the two island overlays. They sit on the ocean overlays. Right. Yeah. They're very small. I've always um, wanted to. I've never played it, though. But did did it have a campaign game with it, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, there's, in Rising Sun, there's a campaign game included for Gavutu Tanambogo. And we played that, um, although we both had the problem when we attacked that our landing vehicles was sunk so quickly that hmm, too <laughs> few marines reached the island. Yeah. Ouch. And that's the problem, because if in the campaign game the marines lose all their um, troops, which happened in both of our games, um, well, the Japanese have won. Yes, right. Um, yeah, and then that would be a good board to leave set up because it would be pretty small compared to Red Barricades and Red Factories. Well, that's not really a problem for me because we have at home a big board, wooden board, which we can pull up under the ceiling. And our campaign game is on this one. And oh. then when we are playing, we are lowering it down. And, and the rest of the time, it's up there under the ceiling in the living room and we can do other things in the room. How did you that's, make that That's yourself? really great for campaign games because it can stay there for a year or so. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> did, did, did you make that yourself, the way to put it up and down? Um, my husband did it. 
uh, we first we intended it to use it for puzzles, for really big puzzles, mm. which oh, are yeah. also things you want to leave um, where they are. And my friend had uh, such a board, but um, my husband improved it because he has um, in, introduced some pulleys, so you can get it up easier. <laughs> and I have to do yeah, that. and it's big enough. Well, I think if we are start to play Red October, it might become a little bit small. But at the moment, with red barricades, it's not a problem. That's amazing. I would love to see a picture of that. Hmm. If, you, if you can manage <laughs> yeah, you that, we would love to. Us one. I, yeah. I, I need to do that in my own house. Although I have a drop ceiling. I'm looking at my ceiling now. It's a drop ceiling. I think that might make it difficult. But there's got to be a way to fit, find out how to do that. Everybody should yeah. have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the best thing is the puzzle of my daughter still is also on the board and it's no problem. <laughs> it's wow. a really big they all one. Fit. Yeah, I'm off. I remember I'll take a picture when it's down again <laughs> and can send it to you. That would be great. We could include yes, it. If it's all right with you, we'll include it when we post this episode. We'll include that picture because I'm sure people would like to see that. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's good for especially for campaign games because you you cannot finish them in one go. And normally, a campaign took us about a year to finish. So, so in the relatively short time you've played, you've played a lot of different. It sounds like you've played a lot of different uh, nationalities. Do you have any favorites? I mean, did you enjoy playing the Pacific stuff? Yes, I like Pacific very much. <laughs> That's somehow, yes, that's some of my favorites. Well, I do not have all the core modules. So um, I've got the, the Bayon Vela, I've got Yanks, I've got Rising Sun. Well, and that's it. So no okay. no, no Axis Minors, no Alice Minor. Um, and oh. that limits the choice a little bit. Right. Oh, and I have King for, uh, King for King and Country. Yes. So British also, but okay, okay, yeah. But none of the of of the miners, and well, I never <laughs> wanted to pay as much money as I are sometimes wanting to have for those counters. So right. yeah, and we have got true. enough to play at the moment. So mm -hmm, perhaps in five years or something like that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's you can get a lot of a lot of time out of a game. It's it's a bang for the buck, as we say. Yeah. Like so many hours you can play. Yeah. Certainly. Yeah. And where do you, uh, you where would you buy it if you could? Yeah. Is there a local game store where that uh, handles? No, the local product? game store doesn't stock it. So uh, um, always by by internet, some above, or from by GameSpot. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, there's a shop in Berlin who is also uh, shipping where you can buy online. That's uh, something where I also bought lots of my stuff. Oh, we should we should bell, ring them in. Uh, ring that out. A sponsor. <laughs> we hmm? need a sponsor in uh, Europe somewhere. <laughs> so maybe they'll call us. You've uh, when you go to the tournaments, when you do go to the tournaments, I suppose it's, it's mostly German players or do you get you must get players from all over Europe coming to some of those tournaments? Yes, but Grenadier, yes, there are lots of um, from other countries, but there are also quite a lot of German players. So, mm -hmm. well, um, not sure. I think about half of them are German players and the rest are international. 
but not sure about that. This might change from year to year as well. Yeah, we don't hear a lot from, uh, from German. I don't know if there's if they just don't listen or whatever. We don't hear a lot from them, so we don't know. I wonder how many there are German players of ASL. Ooh, difficult to say. Yeah. Um, Grenadier was something about 30 plus, 35, 36, something like that when I went last time. Okay. That's um, good. Wow, that's but, good. But that was yeah. tournament players. There always are some who are just playing friendlies as well. Right. Well, and our yeah. tournament is much smaller. That's only 12 people. <laughs> so the and, the and your event is the Conscripts tournament? Yeah. Yeah, tell, tell us all about it. Yeah, well, the problem for us is simply we have got in our neighborhood, well, Toby and me, and that's it. So everybody else uh, lives too far away to play casually face to face. So either if I want to play somebody else face to face, I have either to go to Grenadier or another tournament, but which is everything far away, or we could organize our own tournament. And that's what we did. To be you another one in, in Berlin who has got some contacts there, who knows more people who are playing ASL, who said, yes, you're, well, if there would be someone in, in Franconia, yes, we would come. Um, that's when it started. We had a venue where we could do it. And since we have not all the material, we are limited also the um, choice of nationalities which could play. <laughs> uh, well, which uh, were the scenarios which you could use because we don't want any Axis minor or allies minor or something like that because yeah. we simply do not have the stuff to play it and so we um, reduced it for, for everything you can play with the material we have yeah and there's certainly plenty to play yeah no shortage there yeah, Dave, so how many we, should start, uh, we should start making trips to Europe and packing squad leader products in our suitcases. Uh, Does that make sense? <laughs> to, to sell on the black market? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we always can... had one from England who used to travel yeah. to Germany during the warm month and always came by bicycle. Oh. Well, of course, he didn't have any stuff with him except for dice, but that was no problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see Dave now, who's an avid yeah. cycler, yeah, yeah, with a backpack full of ASL. Mm-hmm. Germany. I think yeah. I've come to your house on it with that way, Jeff, at least once or twice. You have, yeah, that is. But true. how many how many tournaments have you held of the conscripts tournament? This... Well, this year we wanted to hold our third one, but um, <laughs> it looks yeah. like we'll have to cancel it. Yeah, it's not yet been... finalized, but um, probably we're just thinking whether we could change it to something online, but that's also not finalized yet. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea, too, I suppose. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really happy because some, some of the fun of the tournament is that you can talk to all the people and mingle and, um, well, have a look at the other games. and. <laughs> right. Yes, our big, uh, the big Chicago tournament was supposed to be, it was this weekend, right, Dave? Or was it last supposed to be last weekend? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget, but yeah, like about now, right? Yeah, so and, that, that's our big yearly tournament here in Chicago. And of course, uh, I guess it was about a week ago they finally uh, decided to cancel it. Yeah, they all yeah. have been um, doing it online. Yeah, it's been interesting. I have played Dungeons & Dragons uh, so far online uh, last week, and we'll do it again tonight. And then I have to try and get my groups uh, going also. And then I did just download the Vassal stuff to play online, so Jeff's going to do that too. And we'll explore that, of course, uh, coming up relatively soon. Um, but I think I do miss ace-to-face opponents, and it's just always yeah. fun to be together with people. Because then you're going out to lunch, too, and things like that, which yeah. Jeff yeah. knows is yeah, one, one, one of, of the, the reasons I... One of the funs of going to to um, tournament is really that uh, also during breakfast or something like that, you can talk to other people and get to know them and talk about ASL and lots of other things, but <laughs> uh, at least also... Yeah. Now, in your yeah, uh, as you played team. ASL, have you met any other uh, women players? No, not really. Wow. Um, <laughs> I had some some funny experiences when I went to Grenady for the first time. I played <laughs> on Thursday us. in the Pacific Mini, mm-hmm. um, and in the final, I played against one, and we had a rule discussion. And uh, well, I asked them the tournament director which uh, whether my version of the rules was right or the, of the opponent. And it turned out that my version was right. And the opponent said, "You are the first woman I know who knows the rules." <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that. But since I beat him in the final, <laughs> I was quite happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that was about the only success I had really in tournaments. <laughs> and the <laughs> other one, the other time when I went to Blackpool, on the first evening when I didn't uh-huh. knew anybody except for one or two persons, and they sat at the at another table, I sat there with a with a married couple. I think they were just there for watching and not playing themselves. And the women asked me. And what are you doing during the tournament? And I said, I'll play ASL. And she looked at me like I have grown horns or something like that. It's wonderful. Yeah, it must feel kind of good, actually, though, to get that, uh, to have the attention. Actually, it's, um, yeah, it's, sometimes it's crazy, but. <laughs> have you tried to get any of your friends involved in uh, ASL? Well, of my role-playing groups, Toby is more active to try to recruit the other woman of our group to it. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think he has taught her a little bit oh, with good. the starter kit. Well, I, ha- I don't have the time at the moment because of family, so... Hmm. Right. That darn <laughs> I'm happy gets if I way. can arrange it to play every fortnight with Toby and uh, some Basel League games and... Um, Perhaps some organizing for conscripts, but that's about it, what I can afford yeah. with my time. Right. But it yeah, can it be done. Time. So you are you are blazing a trail, we would say, for other women well, to, I hope so. to try ASL. I hope so. No, but it's really <laughs> a fun game. So you, you have to invest quite a lot to, to comprehend the rules, especially at the beginning. But that's... That's the thing I think. Starter kit is a really, really good idea. 
because the, the, the main mechanisms for all the phases and that's all in there without having to read hundreds of pages of rules. Right. Yeah. Now, did you find it easy to add in all the advanced rules to go to no, full once, ASL? No, once I comprehended the starter kit rules, that was much more difficult than to switch from starter kit to full ISL. Okay. So, so listeners should be encouraged to go ahead and make the jump and add it in. Because you can really kind of add it in a piece at a time, right? You don't have to do everything at once. Like some scenarios... Yeah, well, actually, really, what I found at the beginning most difficult was to get all these phases right. Who could do which in with prep firing and um, final firing and defensive fire and when it is halved and when it's not halved and, and so on. And when I got that one right, the rest is only the rest is not too difficult. OK, and you don't and you don't get every rule at at once. Well, we started, of course, with full ISL, with fighting withdrawal, which is infantry only. So uh -huh. that's um, that's not too big a jump. You have got some extra rules, some concealment, some bypass, but not much else. So like snipers, or you could play without snipers, I suppose, and then uh, add no, them in later. Well, snipers, yes, but snipers are also something um, which are easy to comprehend. Yeah, I guess it really is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm feeling yeah. I'm feeling really uh, <laughs> bad for myself now. Because <laughs> we I screwed up the sniper rules there. Yeah, one. because yeah, I still screw up the rules so badly. But well, I've to Chris, look you, up you some things ever other day, but <laughs> but still, I don't get everything correct. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> still, and the well, best part the is just. Yeah, the best part is to still have fun while you're playing, and and even after you even after you've screwed up something, it's fun to go back and s discover what you did wrong and learn it, and then next time you know how to do it. And that's that's always yeah. a good feeling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you have children. Yes, three. And are any of them old enough to learn how to play squad leader? Well, actually, only my middle daughter is interested. Oh. We have always uh, started to play a little bit starter kit. But for her, it's really a problem with the rules because her English is not as good, yes. Ah, I see. So she is now for three years in school. And that's not really enough. No, four years now. But that's not really enough to read it easily. Right. Yeah. Well, I could recommend that she start listening to a podcast called The Two Half Squads. It's excellent. Their, their English is yes, excellent and their knowledge. But I suppose uh, it would be difficult for her to understand you if there are too many foreign words in there. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. We have a hard time understanding each other sometimes. Yeah. But that's great. I'm glad, you know, it's so wonderful that uh, she's got some interest and that you're getting her involved in gaming. That's really great. How about the boys? Well, my youngest has not shown any interest in ASL. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and my older daughter also, no. Ah, okay. All right. And but I those... guess you got to let them do what they want to do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If they are not interested. Yeah. Um, yeah my oldest son would play ASL with me once or twice a year. It's kind of a favor, but he would kind of be a little disinterested and 
and you know me just telling them you know okay roll and then here's your options and so on but my uh-huh. middle son my middle son is in college he's home now because they canceled the classes um so i'm gonna have to uh push him to get into a, a game with me sometime this week or next week yeah so. yeah it's always well it's not easy because then hmm, if you're get if you are so much better and know the rules very good then it's uh, like playing her sometimes like playing against myself a bit because i have to advise her on on many places where (laughs) what she can do and what the rules allow and because she doesn't know everything um that makes it difficult Yeah. yeah Well, you're doing a good job, and uh, I would indeed I, again. I would say you're an inspiration. I hope to see other women get involved in ASL because it is a great game. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think that's about uh, that. All the time we have for this. Yeah. Is is there really anything else you'd like to? Yeah. Is there anything else you'd there like anything to say? You, is there anything else you'd like to add, Chris, before we sign off? Um, no, uh, thank you <laughs> very much. <laughs> we really yeah, appreciate thank you. Very it was time. fun to talk to you. Yeah, great to yeah. talk to um, you Since well. I like your podcast, so, <laughs> though I have oh, not heard every, every time, but, <laughs> well. Well, you're going to especially like the episode that you air on, because it's always fun to listen to yourself. And, uh, oh, we <laughs> it <laughs> we will be very interesting to listen to myself. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Oh, well, I was just going to say, you know, th- and thanks for listening also and actually enjoying the show. So yeah. <laughs> sometimes we, 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 you never know how many people are out there, uh, but we do get some really nice letters sometimes from people who say, oh, I've been listening for, you know, five years and, you know, you guys are doing a great job. So, um, but it's great to talk to you. So thank you so much for your time. It was fun also for me. I like to talk about that one, <laughs> especially yeah. our with somebody else but toby (laughs) yeah right well and uh keep us uh keep in touch you know let us know how things are going and if ever we can do something for you or to support the tournament or the the asl gaming there in germany just let us know we'd be glad to help you need to let us know a month or two before any events if you want to know more about our tournament you can look at our tournament site website it's simply Mm -hmm. at uh, conscripts.de so okay. it's easy to find. We'll include that with our show notes on this episode. <laughs> well, we don't have much space for many players, but uh, we hope. Well, uh, but we hope everything this year turns... probably not. But uh, I hope yeah. at least that we can do it next year again. Yeah, let's hope so. Okay, Chris. Well, thank you very much again for joining us, and uh, hope everything goes well with you. And uh, we hope you roll low and rally well. Yeah, yeah same to you. Thank you. And stay healthy. All right. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Dave, when you need to scratch your ASL itch, uh-huh. where do you where do you go? I have to go somewhere where there's fast service. Yes. Somewhere where the store clerks are very nice. Nice clerks, yep. Somewhere where I'm going to get good ASL bang for my buck. Yep. And selection. And free shipping. X. So here's where I go. Where do you go, Jeff? I'll, I'll let you in on a little secret. Don't tell anybody. Ritter Creek. What is that again? Ritter Creek. Ritter Creek. Ritter Creek.com. They've got selection. They've got fast shipping. 
They've got, what was the other thing you asked for? Friendly clerks. Friendly clerks. I'm talking friendly. <laughs> They're great at Ritter Creek. they got all kinds of stuff. It's a great website to go and peruse around and ASL stuff galore. And free shipping now. Free shipping. Who which can is, possibly yeah. beat that? Now, we want you to go to your local neighborhood gaming store and support them any way you can. If you got one anymore. But if there's ASL to be had, go to Ritter Creek. RitterCreek.com. Yeah. Well, that was a great interview. I enjoyed uh, listening to Chris and hearing her adventures. I'll be looking forward to seeing what what comes up next, and maybe she'll inspire more women to join. Yeah, amazing. Woman ASLer and uh, helped start up the little tournaments that she's talked about. Yeah. Uh, inspiration there for us. So. Hey, Mike, have you had any luck in uh, recruiting the the lovely Melissa into gaming at all? Uh, no. <laughs> and do you prefer it that way? Well, no. I mean, I we did a starter kit many moons ago, and oh, okay. um, it didn't end well. So, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that's that would uh, explain that scar on your forehead. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. that's right. <laughs> your toupee doesn't quite cover it all. <laughs> okay, well, I'm sure there's more to it than that, but you better not tell us anymore. So, all right, well, everybody, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks, and thanks, Mike, for joining us again. Please come back again real soon. Anytime, I'll be uh, here. Great. And we roll low. Roll low and rally well. But, but not your when you're playing us. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Oh, that sounds...